Star Wars Sessions. Extra. Hey Star Wars Sessions fans, it's Matt here and this is Star Wars Sessions Extra. Luke has the, he's got there, Luke's got the week off this week so this one's for you my friend. However that silky voice and majestic hair will be back very soon. However, speaking of majestic hair, I'm joined by someone that if, if hair was the Premier League, this guy would be also fighting for the title. It's our graphic designer, it's our website builder, it's our videographer, it's Blyzak himself, Isaac Peffy. How you doing, mate? Hello, mate. How are you doing today? You all right? Very, very good. Thank you for coming on to talk the Mando. I know that you're a keen Mandalorian. I am a keen man. I'm just a Mandalorian, full stop. No, it must be. It's probably weird for listeners to hear a non-Essex accent on this uh, on this podcast. Well, no, I wouldn't say any more. I wouldn't say refinement because obviously we're, we're, a man like Luke is like royalty to us. Then again, he, I think Luke's from Devon. I'm from Surrey, and Isaac is from Kent, I believe. Kent, Garden of England. Apparently. The Garden of England, and I'm from the well, Surrey, which is just expensive. It's, it's sort of yeah, it's people that moved out of London, isn't it, or something like that. Yuppies. I hope I'm not upsetting anyone. Yuppies, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I bandy it around to curry favour, and it never quite works. But um, <laughs> I'm from Surrey. I'm from Surrey. You should know. Yes, <laughs> it never works. But good old Woking. Um, so as, I mean, as I've put on social media, as you guys would have seen. If you if you're not on social media, you wouldn't have seen. But this show. Uh, it's all just going to be us diving into The Mandalorian Chapter 2. And as a prefix, there are going to be spoilers throughout. We're going deep into this. Uh, so if you haven't seen Chapter 2, uh, I'd advise you to watch it or find a way to watch it. I didn't say that out loud. Uh, then come back well, we, and yeah, check we, this out. We haven't watched it, have we, Matt? We're, well, um... I've only just got back off the plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, as I say, there's no way of us. I'm, I've, okay, before we start, uh, Matt, I've actually got an apology to make. Here we go. Go on. Um, uh, keen listeners back in uh, August-ish will August. remember that uh, Luke recorded a sessions. I think it was was it an extra back then? It might have been before the extra days. Uh... Um, where I said, "Don't worry about it. We're definitely going to have a way of watching the Mandalorian." Um, I know that was yeah that was um, a chat between you two over um, some funky sounding drinks at Blyzak Manor, um, and yeah we, we it was in, I think it was inserted into one of the shows I think, and yeah. Uh, yeah and Isaac was very confident in saying we're definitely going to get it, but then in in August though I mean that was still I'm still in shock away. yeah I am and I get the I get we I mean we everybody knows this but I get we've got legal red tape and contracts and things that are far above my. Uh, capacity to understand but Disney Plus has been in the has been on the burner for so long now you'd think that they could have had a contingency in place yeah definitely and you'd think the Star Wars Instagram account would be more sensitive wouldn't you I saw you weren't pleased with that I wasn't I wasn't and it's I'll tell you it's interesting reading if you take a look at those uh, at that comment section um, as it happens uh, I have seen it season uh, episode, chapter 2 uh, well I've seen both episodes out uh, yeah, <laughs> otherwise this is going to be rubbish. Um, but um, but the point is that a lot of people haven't, so it's not really on, especially from the main Star Wars account. You know, if you, I don't know, it seems it seemed a bit tone deaf for me. No, I get um, that. There's, it's, it, it is a fight. I'm, I understand it from accounts like ours uh, and other podcasts and other Star Wars fans out there because there comes a time we think we just want to talk about it, or people just want to talk about it with. You know, with other people who've seen it, not having to kind of go through DMs and that. And it's because like, I've started recently thinking, when when can people talk about it? But then, when the the main kind of Star Wars verified account just drops the spoiler images, firstly that make kind of makes it open season then. But also, that you do have to wonder. It's like lots of a lot of territories in the world don't get this for at least four or five months, and. I mean, now, now if they didn't know what happened on via the socials, they certainly have an inkling now. But it seems, don't you think it seems bizarre? And we will carry on in a minute because this is a proper. Um, we've diverged a little bit, um, <laughs> but but don't don't you think it seems a bit? Um, I'm fairly sure even when films like if Rise of Skywalker came out, mm-hmm. uh, like a week after that came out, they wouldn't start posting like spoiler screenshots from the film, would they? Uh, would I, they? I certainly wouldn't think so because like, we, I, I think certain countries like I think. Australia or like France, Scandinavia, they get it even earlier than us, I think, by a few hours. Then we get it a day earlier than the States and the rest of them. So they certainly wouldn't post it before the States got it. But then there, there are other territories out there who who but won't you, get it for like a couple of months or so afterwards. 
No, well, you know, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, they 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 very publicly had a a spoiler thing. I, it was very good of them actually. I thought, but they had a spo- I can't remember a spoiler embargo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The directors came out and they yeah, asked. It was like they two weeks, for it. two three weeks after. Maybe it was. May have even been a month. Uh, and that's when they dropped the Spider Man trailer because mm-hmm. they didn't want it spoiled. And it just seems a bit strange that they are post Mando hype. Fair enough. Post it on Star Wars, but to put like something like. Like what we saw at the end of uh, episode one seemed insensitive, but there we are. Yeah, and again, if you haven't seen episode one, I suggest you go and watch episode one before seeing you this one go, as well. Yeah, but... this is this is yeah. Go. You sh- I think the best way to experience episode one is completely unspoiled. But there we go, because that was <laughs> such a lovely surprise. It, it was, and it, that now bleeds into chapter two, which is subtitled as The Child. It's directed by uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who also directed 2015's Dope, which was actually dope. It was very good. Um, first off, before we jump into it, I just want to shout out, this This episode is 30 minutes long, but the first one minute, 16 seconds, I counted, is a recap and title screens. The last two minutes and 38 seconds of the credits, so we're missing out three minutes, 54 seconds already. So this is basically an animated show length. Sure, yeah. What do you think of that fanfare at the start? I quite like it. The first time I saw it, I was like, uh, I wasn't sure what was going on. I just saw lots of colourful helmets. But yeah. now I like, I like it. As long as it doesn't, I wouldn't. I don't want to see it replace anything on the big screen. Like, oh, of course in, not. No. So the Rise of Skywalker, I just want to see the Lucasfilm logo, or and then the blank, blank, blank screen, blue text. That's I wasn't I sure want. about the music. Um, maybe very, it'll grow on me. It's very um, happy. Yeah, it just it overly kind of felt, hopeful. It felt very um, generic. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know, and I also kind of because I kind of I saw there was a, there was obviously si- it was silence in the first one, which is what it should have been. Yeah. On this one, we had I was hoping we would hear. I might be wrong here. I mean, I've watched it th- three times now. Uh, there wasn't. There's no lightsaber sounds, is there, at the beginning? There. No, there isn't. Seems feels like there should be. Especially because the the lights are emitted via a lightsaber, yeah, from the helmets, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hypercritical. Anyway, yeah, that's what we're here for. So, uh, yeah, very short, very short. But what do you what do you think of the of the length? I'm for quality over quantity, so I wouldn't want it to be fifty minutes long if they haven't got a story to fill that episode. But I would be lying if I didn't say I want. You know, I really want more. I want as much as I can get. So, on one hand, I'm grateful that Favreau, Filoni, and uh, Family will have held back and be like, well, we've only got a quality story for 28 minutes long. That's how long it's going to be. But I still wished, I'm still in the mindset that I was expecting like 55 minute long episodes. But um, yeah. yeah, but uh, for me, as long as what we're getting is quality and we don't get a 28 minute episode, 28 minute episode which feels a bit wishy washy, then I'm fine. But what about you? Uh, do you know what? Um, I think probably the biggest compliment I can I can give it is that it doesn't feel like twenty eight minutes. Yeah, it does. It does feel longer. Does that make sense? It doesn't feel like it's over in a flash. Like those um, those uh, and that's in a good way by the yeah, way. Yeah. Like when you watch Rebels and stuff, um, they do feel over really quickly. Yeah, the pacing is. Yeah. Um. Whereas this is really nice and slow, and it's kind of at the point where. There are there are bits where uh, are we just bouncing around the episode? Yeah. So for those listening, we're basically gonna just but we're gonna talk about the episode, what we liked, what we got from it, where where on earth can we go from here, and maybe at the end, if there's anything that didn't quite rock our boat, then we'll chuck that in as well. Yeah. But yeah, we'll just just bounce about as much as you want. Because you say there was sort of three minutes that were titles, recaps, whatever. There was also I don't I didn't count how long it was because I'm not as good of a researcher as you clearly. Um, but <laughs> well, we've got less time. The, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I I know I should have should have thought to check that. But we had that montage of him fixing the ship, which from what I could yeah. see wasn't necessary. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was. I was... I still struggle with that because because of the, like the fade in and fade out because I did something like that in the first episode when they're melting the Beskar, I'm still getting struggling with the the way that the these scenes intertwine the way that they're fading in and out and you had Baby Yoda's face kind of uh, fading in and out of it as well it all felt a bit trippy. Yeah, I just wasn't. I'm just like, do I need to see them like banging stuff? Like I know they're gonna fix it. Um, 
I don't know. It just so I, I'd almost take that out of the runtime as well because it almost felt like they were finding filler within the half an hour mm-hmm. to me. So uh, minute, minute and a half, maybe. Minute, yeah, exactly. Uh, but do you know what? It didn't. I didn't feel like there was other than that. That was probably my only niggle. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it felt like there was no filler in this. I I really I actually thought this was a stronger episode on the whole than episode one. Yeah, I thought it did. Episode one gave us the kind of the twists and the and like the major action big reveals but then again this one gave us a lot of action but this one was more concise and as a story and for pacing i think it worked better and it might be down to the fact that Rick Famuyiwa has more directorial experience than Dave Filoni who i do think did a very good job on the first episode but one of my, my one of my gripes of the first episode chapter was that certain things like it was like the pacing it didn't quite feel tight enough something certain things didn't quite jive, whereas in this chapter, it flowed beautifully. And I, I get what you're saying, is that it didn't feel like a 28-minute long uh, show, whereas it was a thundering through, because this show, what it does well, is it knows when to slow down and how to handle those scenes without being, for me anyway, without being overly long. I know you mentioned the montage, but there was also a, a montage of just Amando and Baby Yoda making their way through the desert. Slowly but surely, that. but it works. I'm not sitting here thinking I'll oh, get on with it because nah, it, me, it works. Give me, give me so. Oh, mate, baby Yoda. Uh, what should we call him? I think I saw someone online call him Yiddle. I quite like Yoda, Yaddle, Yiddle, <laughs> Little Yiddle. <laughs> yiddle. Was... Y- yiddle, Yoda. That's it. I mean, the <laughs> question. Out of, I quite uh, like Yiddle. Out of um, to what a stupid question is. How much would you want a Yiddle? Oh, don't. Just don't. Yeah. I, was, I saw something. I've, I'm, I saw some, something else online that was like one of those. This was like this is a how Disney can print free money. It's one of the you know those uh, like desk toys that levitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just put one of them and put oh. like a little baby Yoda in in his in his, his pod. Um, his crib pod. Oh. oh, mate, baby Yoda, mate. Honestly, because um, I did look into that because I was like this. This kind of feels CGI, but sometimes the way it moves feels very puppety. Apparently, mm. uh, it is a puppet. Um, that has a CGI face, I believe. Okay, because uh, yes, um, a lot of it looks puppety. But when he was eating the frog, he, she, it was eating the frog. You could see that was a CGI face scene. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of its face is CGI, probably. But there was a bit where um, that bit. Uh, should we get to this? We're, we're peaking very quickly. Maybe. No, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to. I got some other stuff I want to talk about first. All right, then. Well, um, let's, well do you want to? <laughs> should we? Go, should we go from? Not quite from the beginning, because I don't want it to be a shot-by-shot kind of thing, but, I mean, no. the, the first major bit of the show was the the Mandalorian is ambushed by Trandoshans, who clearly yeah. want Baby Yoda. They work for the guild, or they're bounty hunters who are part of the guild, which kind of brings up the question that IG-11 and the Trandoshans want Yiddle dead, and the Mandalorian's being told to bring him in alive, you know, not where where possible. So who... Who are the, who want who else wants Baby Yoda or Baby Yiddle? Yeah, it seems like there are a lot of people that want this. That want this. Uh, want this. I keep calling him Baby. He's fifty. That's um, the problem. It feels odd calling him a baby, but <laughs> he looks like a baby. A lot of people want this. Um, yeah, it's curious, isn't it? Because um, IG Eleven thought he was the only one who'd been given the bounty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you sort of. Maybe, maybe, maybe other people have gone to see um, the client, yep. and the scientist hasn't bundled through. Possibly um, the cloning scientist. Yeah, the cloning scientist, because he was sort of the one that was like, "No, we need it alive," wasn't yes. he? Yeah, yeah. And Werner uh, Herzog was client, being yeah, pragmatic. Yeah, he was like, yeah. So, yeah, it's um, I'm, I don't know. It leaves a really nice. It's a really nice. I think what it's done really well so far. Uh, this show is it's it's sort of done its uh, subplot of the week whilst also keeping that overarching yeah, thing. Yeah. That we, so we've still got all these questions about the world, um, but you yeah it's just but it doesn't you don't spend the whole episode waiting for that to get answered. If that makes sense. No, it does, you've got yeah. other stuff you need to focus on. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, sorry, carry on, mate. No, no, no. I was just trying to work out whilst you were talking as well. Was are we going to have another another bounty hunting faction out there, or because uh, I mean, it, it's it's exciting the fact that you have got this force sensitive Yoda species 
who we still don't know whether Favreau has been given the thumbs up to actually give you know Yoda his background or the Yoda species a name. But who who wants him? Why do they want him? Why does a client want him alive? Why do other people want to, want him dead? What's the Mando going to do? Is he going to turn him in? Or um, is he going to have a heart of gold and not? But then it's going to kind of be almost like a buddy cop t- buddy type thing. Then we're going to have the Mando and the baby for every episode. So I'm, I'm totally game. <laughs> yeah, after this episode, so am yeah. I. Um, yeah, did you think he was going to heal him, wasn't he, with the Force? Oh, his little, he, 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 he pottled over there and put his little hand up. Oh, and so cute. Mando just picks him up, puts him back in his, co- his cot, comes out, does it again. He gets put back in like a naughty child. I think he was going to, yeah, and yeah. that was obviously them just basically saying, yes, this this kid is force sensitive. Yeah, but I think they're also saying force healing's a thing. Yeah, with ahead of um, the rise of Skywalker, ahead of rise, because I think that's going to come into play. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, things in Fallen Order as well, which relate. I know you haven't played that, which I won't say. I but haven't. No, which relate okay. to the rise of Sky, the rise of Skywalker. Things we've seen already, but mm. they are you know they get more. Um, focus in the fallen order but this is all about the mando so yeah i think he was going to try and tend the mandalorian's wound but it also shows that the mando doesn't have a grasp on the force or probably doesn't even know the potentially know what the force is no no i thought that actually yeah um what did you think of the um firstly i was very happy to see the jar was back yes yes um did you notice i had red eyes I did, and I I noticed when I last watched it, which was today, that they haven't got like the big sort of circular orange eyes, like the big lights. No, does it? I think that probably should. It's probably just them saying, "No, this isn't Tatooine. Stop thinking that. Um, this is like an offshoot of the Tatooine mm-hmm. clan of Jawas. I don't know. Jawas native to Tatooine. Do you I know? don't. I don't know. But I was I was going to check actually on good old Wikipedia to see if they've got the um, planet listed. If anyone out there knows what it is, please do let me know because. I saw the Jawas and I see the sand crawler and obviously the terrain. I thought maybe this is like the other side of Tatooine, but I don't know if it is or not. But it looks like they're trying to different, differentiate this clan, as you say. Yeah, yeah, I quite, I quite liked that. Um, but they were, oh, here you go. Yeah, native to, native to Tatooine Jawas. So that's so, interesting. So maybe it is Tatooine then. Maybe it is. It doesn't look like, doesn't feel like Tatooine. But then some parts do, but. Some parts don't. It's too orange at times. Yeah, that would be interesting if if Yiddle was being kept on Tatooine, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> it would also make sure tat- mean Tatooine is literally like the the cent- the epicenter of everything major in the universe, the galaxy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. more fine with that than a lot of people, I think. And it's probably coming uh, back in the Rise of Skywalker as well. I, you know what? I hope so. Um, I'm bored of going to every other desert planet in the galaxy yeah i'd like to see some other planets which aren't desert planets but <laughs> yeah that would be good <laughs> um i also like the fact that the mando when he gets when he gets into action we mentioned this on the last show but the mando isn't an invincible warrior he gets no. absolutely battered in the first episode he gets taken down a few times in this episode he gets absolutely handed to him throughout the whole thing and it's and it, it's more relatable to me that he's not just taking falls down left right and center he's actually able to you know, be taken down himself, and it's obviously how he gets that, how he recovers from that. But I like that, and his armor just falls apart as well, which I really liked. Do you know what I really like about the Mandalorian? Um, go he on. is. <laughs> no, that was a question, guy. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he is not the kind of character I was expecting him to be. Um, I don't know if it was just me being cynical, but I was expecting this sort of I work alone sort of character. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not that. Um, he seem he's you know he's all he's very happy to accept help. Yeah, um, and obviously try to get help as well. Yeah, yeah, he's very ha- like like we saw at the end uh, uh, when he um, oh I've forgotten his name. Kuil, Nick. Yeah, Kuil. Um, when he asked Kuil to come with him, um, and Kuil goes, "Oh, I can like set you up with the Jawas to trade and all mm-hmm. that," and he's he doesn't he's not like no, I don't need you. He's not like he's not broody, which I quite like about him, you know. Yeah, um, we've had plenty of broody characters, haven't we? Yeah, I don't know. Brooding I think cause we characters. Saw, because we saw Mandalorian, we all kind of just expected Jango Fett or Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. he's just not that at all. He's he's quite a normal chap. Um, Normal as you can be. As <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? He's sort of just no, no, sort I of do, yeah. like 
working his way through and the stuff he is good at like he's good with a blaster but when oh, it yeah. comes to getting closer he's he's not really any good no he's um, yeah, he falls falls quite easily yeah and the yeah. well the show synopsis had him down as a lone gunman kind of like traversing the outer rim so it, the the synopsis made him out to be that kind of brooding yeah. anti-hero type thing but no actually it seems like the kind of guy who will get help. He has his grudges against the Jawas, mainly because they stunned him and shot him. But that's yeah. that's understandable. And we've seen in um, subsequent trailers that uh, also this is this is part two of hashtag Where's Cara Dune? But we see in one of the trailers that you know they give each other a kind of they high five, or whatever it is they do, shake hands. So he's quite yeah. handy. He's quite happy to get help and ask for help as well. And he didn't he didn't tell Baby Yoda for helping him, maybe because he had absolutely no idea what the hell just happened. That was insane. Wasn't that insane? You could uh, see I it mean, coming, but when it happened... To be honest, the whole episode, I was like shouting at the screen. <laughs> Even B was like, I oh, know, this is, come on, he's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's trying to use the force, he's going to do it. He's gonna... But do you know what was really good? What I, do you know what I, what I thought was really refreshing? Yeah. Uh, was that there was no force uh, theme, musical cue. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was just the sound of the rhino thing. Just, yeah. Wondering yeah, what the hell was going was, on. There was like this weird, like it was cool. Like not, I don't think we've heard it in styles. It's like guitar music, like this electric guitar being played. I think Attack of the Clones had electric guitar in when they were chasing Zan Wessel through Coruscant, but that was oh yeah, that was that, like that was Rage else. Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah, um. yeah. That was. I think it was electric guitar. Otherwise, it was just noise. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's sort it's like it was like this. It was like. Um, I don't know. It was like evoking this. It was like a seventies Russian spy music. It was bizarre. Nice, awesome. Uh, but and I was sort of listening and sort of it kind of almost hinted at the fourth theme and where the notes went, but kind of didn't. And I kind of thought what was really good, like I if there's one criticism I have of the music in the sequels, um, it's that that fourth theme is used all the time. Yes, as much as they I love use, that theme, yeah. It is used all the time, and it just wasn't. And I thought what it did was it like made it just sort of. I think because we can't see the Mandalorian's face, like with the music, we can kind of feel what he's probably feeling. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, no, it does. Yeah, because he just was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I love that the fact the way he just sort of turned around to look and like, and when he's talking to Quill afterwards, and Quill's like, "Tell me again what happened," because I don't quite understand. And Amanda's like. <laughs> neither do I mate and yeah. the fact that Baby Yoda didn't lift the rhino up and like 50 feet in the air and then fling him was great the fact that he lift, levitated him the this animal what a foot maybe off the ground two feet off the yeah. ground it showed that he, he has the power but he's not OP or anything like that and he wasn't flinging this thing around it was just that I wouldn't call it subtle because he levitated a rhino but yeah. it was uh, in, in universe as a subtle use and I like that he didn't go too far with his the, force power, yeah. But at the same time, don't you think it uh, it like um, uh, it like shows that it's instinct for him because he's yeah. a baby. Well, yeah, he's a fifty-year-old baby, like, but he's still he, he literally infant. was making baby noises. Like, yeah. It sounded like they recorded a baby and yeah. played it over. <laughs> um, so it's an instinct. So I wonder, does that give us more of a? It, I, it's too much of a coincidence for that the Yiddle to do that and for Yoda to be as powerful as he is, right? It's got to yeah. be a species thing. And Yaddle was on the Jedi Council in the Phantom Menace. Did we just forget about her? I, I feel like... Well, Luke she was, was in was it like... and then they just never mentioned her ever again. <laughs> Yoda with a ponytail was just never mentioned again. It's just bizarre, that is. That but is she, really weird. But she was Force-sensitive, uh, so was Yoda. So the three, whatever they are, the three Kermits, have all been Force-sensitive uh, and the fact that she was on the Jedi Council means she's obviously huge within the Force. Yoda, we all know his potency, so maybe they are just setting up that this particular species is just Force sensitive throughout. They are, they just have it. Maybe would they're you, born with it. Yeah. Would you care to speculate where this little guy's come from? Oh, I generally don't know. I mean, we saw that Doctor Pershing, the Doctor with the client. Obviously, social media informed me of this because I had no idea. But he had the Camino cloning um, uh, sign- um, insignia, sorry, on his jacket. So, and he he wanted this thing to be brought in alive. Yeah. So, are they trying to clone him? Was he already cloned? We know that um, Yoda 
had been to Camino a few times and actually mm. said he wanted to go back there. So the, the, the timelines, timelines, the timelines match up pretty much. Yeah, and again, to be honest, they can with that they can make the timeline work. They can say, oh, he also went there, yeah, fifty years before or whatever. Yeah. So there's you, that. Is it? I can't remember if you guys discussed this or not, but the, the the timeline matches up exactly for how old Anakin would have been at that point. We didn't discuss it, but I saw. I also saw that as well. And of course, you've got Anakin was born of the Force, or however they wanted to say it. Maybe this was like the counter to that. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, this is well. This is a big question. How do they approach this? Do they keep this as the big story? Of the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian's big thing going to be about this species, or is it going to stay with the Mandalorian's quest? Are they going to have the two work together, like the two stories work together parallel? And I mean, how are they going to do it? I don't know because the one thing I don't want them to do is to overshadow the fact that this this is about the Mandalorian himself. Yeah, but this is such a big deal. Yeah, because if he is a if it say, it almost sounds so, too stupid. To, I just can't <laughs> believe Star Wars will go there, but it might. Um, for them to do a Yoda, for it to be a Yoda clone. Anything's um, possible. Cloning's. We know how yeah. big they've used, how much they've used that. Sure, but I mean, it, they'd have to if for for him to be a clone of Yoda or her. You know, yep. we're um we're we're we're, we're, we're twenty nineteen here. Could could be could could be could be a girl. Yep. How do we know? They've exactly. only referred to it as they. Um, but yeah, if it, yeah. he is a clone of Yoda, um, and he's force sensitive, they've got a they've got to address midichlorians, haven't they? You'd think they would have to. You, You'd I think just, they would have to because and with Yoda with Lucas said, being on set all the time, it feels like it, doesn't it? He's the one person who could potentially explain it. His sequel trilogy was all all, all about exploring the midichlorians. Lucas has come out and said that that's where his 789 was going to be Yoda said that the force was just something that surrounded us and binded us and all that whereas the prequels told us actually everybody has these midichlorian levels inside them everybody can tap into the force it's just as to what level so you'd think that they'd have to but whether but but again that's a that's a big deal only because it's one of those things where most people the majority of fans were just like uh Let's just forget about that. I know there are some people out there who don't really mind it, to be honest, but um, it, it all comes down to the E-word. Execution. Execution. Drink, drink. drink. So um, it comes down to that. I mean, I'm open for anything. We're, we, me, Luke, yourself, we're not blinded fanboys. We love this. We have oh, a great yeah. time discussing it. But if something's bad, it's bad. Or if they want to do something which we may think, oh, no. But actually, they do it well and it serves the story. Go for it, I say. Yeah, speaking of George Lucas, they did comic relief in this way better than George Lucas did in the, the prequels. And um, Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. Let's get out oh, of there. It wasn't that bad. I know you like it, but <laughs> it's it's the balancing act. Some of it's good, some of it's yeah. the, the caretaker stuff good, Huck yeah. stuff bad. It, yeah, well, let's not open that can of beans. Yes. Um, Luke's not here to talk about it. If you are, I can hear him growling it. now. Yeah, yeah, he probably is, yeah. Probably listening. You know what? I'm going to say it because he can't argue. I thought the humour wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> it's your phone going off in about half an hour's time. <laughs> um, humour, yeah, yes. The jar was uh, the jar, the jar was were awesome. Yep. They, <laughs> they were just so good. How? Oh, when they were go- when they were going on about how he spoke like a Wookiee. Yeah. I just I was like, this is just brilliant. I was I had a massive smile on my face. I just thought. They did that so, and they made such a big deal about this egg. <laughs> yeah. And he went through all that hassle to get the egg. Uh, just and, for lunch. <laughs> and they just ate it. <laughs> and he just sort of shook his head. He, he was like, off. I nearly died to get this egg. And you're just eating it. And the fact that they're chanting, <laughs> the egg, the egg. And then every, every scene after that on the travels, they're still chanting it. In my head, it's when he that turns was like a three hour him. long journey. Yeah, he turns to him. The child turns to him and goes, Suka. That's it. I it was just, like, it's... And, he just, and then he bangs his head off just to make it even worse. I was just like, this is just... And I just thought that was... That was so good because they didn't like make the Jawas up. They had this sort of weird like religion. They loved these. No, it was just like they're just yeah. they're just people that things. Really like, they just they just things. like Cadbury's cream eggs. But well, they yeah. because that's how they set up, didn't they? They set up like this egg could be this 
mystical thing or even just his pet they wanted and of course yeah he hands it over and it's this and the Jawa picks it holds it in the air and they all sort of start dancing and you think oh wow this must mean something to them and then knife slice scoop and that's it and I like that he sort of uh, I just thought I don't know the direction of that honestly I don't know who was responsible for how the Jawa's acted it's probably Filoni to be honest because he was but it's just that he, the first guy like goes in and eats some and he takes a moment and then goes, Suka! <laughs> Anytime they said it, I was just, I was gone. And even the third time watching today, I was like, I, just, I actually think that was my favourite part of the episode, and was the Jawas. I thought shakes they, his head and walks off. Oh, I just thought it was it was brilliant. And he was just like, this is ridiculous. And it, we'd all be the Mando at that point. We'd be yeah. like, what? Well, when he mentioned the, the Wookiee talk, the I love the fact that Mando just came back and said, "Do you understand this?" and just tried to burn them all alive with his flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. "Wow, calm down, dude." But obviously, before before all that, the Jawas were introduced, Nikki basically looting and ransacking the Razor Crest, and we get to see, as far as I'm aware, the first on-screen Mandalorian disintegration of any kind. He just basically starts firing on these Jawas, disintegrating them, and then we've got that yeah. brilliant. I really like this action scene. With his chase train, scene, train, yeah, train, train, like uh, train, train heist, heist, yeah, a western train heist. He's where the man's on is chasing after the sand crawler, and he's scaling it. And up every level he gets up to, he's getting trash thrown at him from the Jawas. They're trying to stun him through the through the little portholes. He's punching them, he's grabbing them and chucking them out. He finally gets to the top, and you might as well, you might have had you might as well have had like the Rocky theme playing as he gets to the top of the steps in Philadelphia. And then, just as he realises his moment of triumph, about ten Jawas just shoot him, and he just oh. falls straight just down. So good. But like, because they've <laughs> and again, think of everything we've spoken about, mate. This happened in half an hour, but it didn't feel rushed. No, but, it doesn't. Uh, but it felt nice, and it just like that. I just was watching, and it's just so. And you know me; I'm not usually one to enthuse no. uh, with such positivity. No, I'm quite a critical guy. Um, Level-headed, but, I'd say. Level-headed, yeah. Uh, but I just, I just, I'm just loving it. I just yeah. love it. I'm just watching it, and I'm like, this is so good. Like, I'm so just enjoying good. it. It's just entertainment, like in its purest sense. Like, I'm just, uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and I, I'm warming to the fact that it's only half an hour. Not that I ever didn't like it, but when I saw that, when I saw the timer come up, I thought, really, half an hour? Because the first uh, chapter was what. 40 minutes? Was that 35, 40 minutes? Yeah, because we had that discussion, didn't we, yeah, over text like, where I was really? like, oh, the first one's usually longer. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, so the next week's one will definitely be an hour. It's like half an hour. Uh, so I've got, we've got no details about the third chapter, what it's about, what it's titled, how long it's going to be. So we've got a couple of days to find out. I cannot wait for chapter three. Um, do you think that we're going to see the Mandalorian use his toilet in chapter three? Because when he, because when, <laughs> when the razor crest parts were brought back, his toilet was very prominently hanging off the side. <laughs> I noticed it. I think that's something where someone's gone. Because now you've got new people in Star Wars, haven't you? And you've yep. probably got John, John Favreau going, or ta- probably Taika Waititi, probably. <laughs> Put his uh, toilet there. Yeah, where does it? Where do these guys go to the toilet? You never see them go to the toilet, and it's just something <laughs> you don't think about. When yeah. I saw that, I was I, in the first episode. I was like, "That's brilliant." I don't think <laughs> we've not seen toilets in space before. Have we? No, but now we saw a refresher in Rebels. But now I, but now they call it like a vac tube in in Amanda. Now I just. Got images of the Mandalorian using the toilet, which yeah. I've had since chapter one, and I can't, I can't escape <laughs> with his helmet on. Yeah, just like <laughs> just looking straight forward, like That's oh. it. <laughs> I don't have to close the door. Nobody's on my ship. Yeah. Um, I like, I like that his ship's a bit of ju- bit of it's 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 a bit it's not like this state of the art ship. I quite mm-hmm. like that about it. I like the ship. I think the design. I think it looks cool, and I think the interior is cool as well. It's like you say, it's not too cluttered with over-the-top technologies. I think the guy in the, in, in the first episode, Mithril, said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a vintage, it's classic, it's basic. And uh, yeah. it works like that. You notice he always looks at both, he looks at each jet one yes. by one when he starts it up. Yes, it's uh, his I, left first and then right. Yeah, I just love little details like that. Like, I will never, I don't don't think they'll ever explain that. But I love just little little quirks that he's got. Obviously it's Star routines. Wars, there'll be a comic about it soon. Yeah. Over the right. shoulder yeah. glance. <laughs> it's a good point. 
Um, he also says as well, I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion, which I thought was gr- a brilliant line. A bit on the nose, but a, 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 a good line just for the show because every Mandalorian we've seen so far is tooled up to the nines. Yeah, a great line, but he reneged on it, didn't he? Did when he? he needed to. Yeah, he put the weapon down. Yes, so of course, weapons are part of my religion then. Q says, basically, if you want to get your stuff back, put your blaster down. Okay. Yeah. How, now, how do we know that's Pedro Pascal underneath that? Um, how much of this do you think Pedro Pascal is in? It's tough because I think I think being an actor isn't just. Oh well, sorry. Um, this is Star Wars, so <laughs> they they do that all the time. It's um, always covered <laughs> up. Yeah. We we don't, to be honest, but um, I suspect it is him. Yeah, I think my, I think, um, but the majority of it is obviously you have stunt workers, but the majority of yeah, it is. Yeah, I suspect the majority of it is because it's not like acting isn't just a, it's not just a a, a face thing, is it? No, no, I mean, it's yeah, how you carry yourself. Yeah, and I think he did a lot of look into how sort of Clint Eastwood stood in a lot of those spaghetti yes. westerns and stuff. So, Sergio but it Leone is stuff. a good point. It's a good point. Um, uh, another episode down. Um, we've had a lot. They've been they've pack the cast as i'm on wikipedia right now good lad wikipedia yeah the background currently has it's a mandalorian themed background as you'd imagine mm-hmm. and it's got cara dune the mandalorian uh Kuil, ig11 and um grief carga my oh i love that name grief carga. grief carga what a great name um i think a lot of these castings Given what we've seen, mm-hmm. I don't think Taika Waititi's coming back. That's IG11. Um, IG11, sorry. I don't think IG11 is coming back. I mean, there's no um, need for him to come back. He was only prominent no. in the trailer because, firstly, he looked awesome. And because the trailers really only showed stuff from the first episode and kind of a bit of the second episode. So they didn't, mm. he doesn't need to come back. I'd like to, to see him come back, but yeah, I like there's, him. there's no need for him to come back. I don't think Kuil's going to come back. Um, maybe season two, but I don't think he'll be back. There's a scene of Grief Karga, kind of hands on hips in the trailer, looking at the Razor Crest and smiling. And I can't remember if Kuil is next to him or not, because they seem to oh. be on that same planet. Interesting. All right. I've well, maybe. just picked it out. And also because, because of Carl Weathers in this, the main Mandalorian theme, which is awesome, it's delicious. But it reminds mm. me of a theme from a Rocky film. It could like be in Rocky, and I'm not, and I'm not sure if that's the second time I've mentioned Rocky. And I'm not sure if that's just because Carl Weathers in this that it makes me think of it. If you go back <laughs> into the main theme, the new yeah, podcast, that's it. Yeah, Rocky tonight. Sessions from me. <laughs> if if you go back and listen to the main theme and then picture, you know, a montage of Rocky training, try and tell me that it doesn't sound like a Rocky theme. That's true. It's true. But it might just be because Carl Weathers is on my mind. I really yeah. do like it, Carl Weathers. I assume. Grief Cargo's coming. I just think a lot of these castings that we've heard may not be that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, we we got hashtag where's Cara? I think she. I cannot wait to see Cara Dune. Oh, Cara, yeah, but Cara Dune's totally going to be there for season two as well. Oh yeah, and we've got Fennec Shand played by Ming Na, who's coming in some at some point. Meant to have Bill Burr show up at some point. Bill Burr, uh, Emily, uh, not Emily Swallows. um, I can't remember the lady who's in Harry Potter whose name I can't remember. She's the Twilight who winked in the trailer. She's coming in as well. Mm. Uh, she played uh, Tonk, <laughs> Tonks in Harry Potter. She played. Oh, Tonk. Oh, she's in Fedora Tonks. Yeah, she plays the Winking Twi'lek. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so, so we've got plenty more to come. We've and that's what I'm thinking is with, with this whole Baby Yoda Yiddle thing, how does that play into this the underworld that we've seen in the, the other shots we've seen in the trailer? And also in the, in the Entertainment Weekly um, spread we saw, we saw the Mando Cara Dune and A.N. Other Woman looking like they're having a hot chocolate outside a wooden shack in the in in the countryside somewhere so how's that going to play into it yeah Unless, maybe yeah maybe yeah interesting there's so much i don't know t- but showing oh. showing yiddle in the first episode it kind of it whether they meant it to or not it does kind of overshadow it's a big card to play at the start yeah do you think you know? that mando is going to is going to turn baby yiddle in and then go back to him eventually like go through and sort of have a change of heart and then to think ah what have I done and then you know maybe go back to yeah, get him again which that's then where it's gonna go. causes um, more uh, more rifts within the guild because well remember he he 
he cares about the foundlings and he wants to donate as much as he can to that and he said oh, um yes the good client shout. said he'd give him loads of loads more where that came i can't remember what he said um, like a canton or something of that worth of beskar yeah, loads of beskar and i think that will against his better instincts he'll mm-hmm. go for that and then he'll be like oh i probably shouldn't have done that as he sees yiddle like being taken into the other room with a scientist Oh, I can't. I don't want to see. It, um, Werner Herzog openly cried at seeing Yiddle, and that's fantastic. That <laughs> Werner Herzog showed emotion. So um, I can't. Uh, that will be me if anything happens to that little thing. I'm rioting. I'm getting on the nearest transport, and I'm going and getting back myself. Um, oh, one of my favourite parts of this is when when Mando and Kuil turn up to the to deal with the Jawas to get his ship parts of his ship back. If you look in the corner of the transport where the Mando and Baby Yiddle is, Yiddle's standing up hands on the side, looking at the Jawas with a big smile on his face, kind of jumping up and down in excitement. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I just... they got to get plushies out of this. they got to do it. Yeah, but I we think probably won't them get up. them until Christmas 2024. <laughs> yeah, 21, yeah. So... That's it. That's printing money. But um, I... So at the end of this, like you say, at the end of the episode, the ship gets rebuilt in that kind of odd montage. The Mando offers Quill a job and he says, you know, I, I thought I'd... I've, been enslaved enough i i'm free now and he's like that's cool man and i like that the fact that the man is like i understand then it's they fly do- off it's very doctor it. who that bit that's very doctor who you are you are a hoovian aren't you uh i wouldn't go that far i just watch it um, <laughs> more than i am yeah <laughs> uh but that that was very doctor who that bit he does that a lot the old doctor mm-hmm. oh come along with me and they go oh, i got stuff to do here and he's like never okay. mind see you soon <laughs> Thought I'd ask um, anyway, but <laughs> so yeah. and um, um, so I, I guess we'd be folly not to me- sorry, we'd be folly not to mention the the visuals as well because we've got the oh, big old rhino uh, yeah. creature, whatever that's called. It just uh, just overall visuals, but especially that that particular scene. What did you think the visuals were like? Because we've mentioned it before. This is obviously made for TV, and the budget is smaller, but I think they're doing pretty good with what they've got. That was so much better than the blurgs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the blurgs didn't but, uh, work fully for me. No, the blurgs were. were bad actually i'm gonna go that far mm-hmm. um but yeah the um this do we have a name for this it'll be on say? wikipedia somewhere under the yeah, species section be a comic on how that particular one was born. <laughs> how he ended um, up in that cave yeah <laughs> yeah but i thought he was yeah i just i thought he looked great to be honest and i also thought oh feloni's got his weird space creature in the yep. episode gonna have a weird space <laughs> he loves he loves space animals He's good, you get, there'll be a wolf in there somewhere <laughs> oh it's coming it's kind of, well, we had it in Last Jedi, didn't we? I saw that and was like, oh, Rebels. Yeah, cool. Filoni. <laughs> One of that one's, that one's Kanan. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it looked great. I loved the, I liked the mud fight. And again, I like the fact that Amando just got absolutely slaughtered. Where in the first episode, he, he the Blurg was about to bite his head off. And he was like, oh, please don't. And in this episode, he was basically down to his last knife. And he just held it out in like defiance more than anything else. As this rhino think, was about to destroy him. Yeah, I do think the way the rhino like died, I was like, really? All he it had was to a do quick, was yeah, a quick hit stab. him in a very specific spot on his neck. Like, mm-hmm. I think they could have like taken his eyes out, maybe. Yeah, but you know, it's a minor complaint. I thought, I, I just, I loved it. I it was, it was a quick fantastic. death. I mean, considering considering the just the episode twenty eight minutes long, they could have yeah. spent maybe ten more seconds just showing the man they're absolutely roughing this rhino up. Yeah, just get rid of get rid of that weird montage of them fixing the <laughs> yeah, ship. Yeah. The Rocky it was montage. Just, it was the, in the first episode. I kind of got it. I was like, okay, uh, yeah, we're getting flashbacks to uh, to Mandalore. Oh, those worked um, for me. Yeah, yeah, they, that worked. But yeah, that bit, oh, I'm not really sure. But there we go. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. And you know what I really appreciated is that they didn't leave it on a massive cliffhanger for. No? Because uh, they know we've got to wait a week. They're not stupid. Yeah. They don't need to do that um, every week as well. They know we're going to watch. No, no. I I just thought, wow, that was, what a great, what a great story. I thought that was a really good sort of Star Wars story. Yeah, I thought ep- Chapter Two was fantastic. If it carries on like this, then boy, Episode sorry, Season One is going to be spectacular. I think it's really hard to make a solid season of mm-hmm. TV where it is just like hit, hit, hit. Um, but they've done it. They've done it twice now. Um, 
I've struggled to find much fault with with this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned your best part and your worst part, if you will, or the gripes. Again, my I think for me that my my best part was yeah the, the Jawa fight at the beginning and the the I didn't really have anything I didn't like in this to be honest I really didn't I guess mm. yeah now you mentioned the montage of them building the ship you didn't really need that and again with yeah, like baby Yoda's really face coming there. in but like, but that it all yeah I'm all all the, yeah. the the length of the episode even though it worked perfectly for me I'm just greedy and I want more so out of ten what are you giving this one last week Luke gave the chapter one. 8.7 out of 10, and I, I gave it a solid 8. What are we going for for Chapter 2? I don't rate things as highly as you guys, so I probably would have given last week's an 8. Um, That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you're what right. What a nice guy. Yeah, he said 8.7, and look, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, poor, I, poor I, would, I, would, I would probably give this... Uh, it was better than last week. 8.5. Mm-hmm. 8. It was good. It was... It was uh, <laughs> Yeah, eight, 8.5. I think that's fair. I was going to go 8.5 as well for the same reasoning that I gave last week, that it gives me that 1.5 more to play with in the in the event that we get an absolutely like breathtaking episode coming forward, yeah. which, will, which could be a 10 out of 10. So I yeah. have no idea where they're going to go in this next chapter. Do you have any idea before we call it a day? And the, Do we not have any... Do we not even have a name for the third no, one? Nothing. Do we not? I'm, I do believe seen. you. I'm going to quickly Google it. Uh, chapter three. Have they given us a title? I don't think they have. Um, no, you're right. I should have no. just... I checked have. on Wikipedia yesterday, I think, under the Mando section. It just says season one, uh, episode one, the asset, what it's called, uh, chapter two, the child, and then uh, chapter three just hasn't got a name. It's just chapter three. I so hope this... we see Werner Herzog again. I hope we see him again. I'd like to see them all dip in and out because we don't need them to be main characters, but I'd like to see them dipping in and out a little bit. And I don't see why we wouldn't because it looks like Werner Herzog as the client is fairly high up within his own little rank on this, wherever this village is. So he's, well, he's obviously like a big cheese there. And he's an yeah. ex-imperial as well, which always adds a nice dimension, especially with the, the rise of the First Order, which is apparently going to be t- touched upon as well in this in this uh, series whether it's this season I don't know but they have said that they are going to kind of sway that way slightly so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see the client involved in that somehow I'd or even also, Baby like, Yiddle yeah Baby Yiddle that's a big that they've got yeah they've got to have something serious to explain where the hell he is during the sequels um, yeah because uh, he'd be very handy at the moment um, yes <laughs> uh, I I would like to see more of uh, his backstory, the Mando's backstory. Yep, yeah, focus um, on the Mando a bit. Yeah, yeah, like show me show me more of that. Uh, show me more of that Mandalore where I assume his parents were killed by droids, explaining his hatred of droids. Uh, you'd um, think so, yeah. I would, yeah. I'd like to see more of that just to fulfil the uh, the prequel fan in me, and maybe see a cheeky, maybe maybe a cheeky Jedi. Well, I'd like to see. I think we're going to see something. I'd love to see Grievous just tearing up. Yeah, with, with slightly better rendering. Do you think we're going to get a just last year? Do you think we're going to get a an actual like Mando centric episode where it's just him, like like in a hut, and it's just whether it's reminiscing, reflecting, or getting to coming to terms with something, but literally just a episode focused solely on him. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Whether we will or not. I don't know. I don't know if this show wants to delve that deeply into the lore. Um, but I would like that a lot. Um, do I think it'll happen? It depends. If they make this Yiddle thing like sort of a... Because it would make sense to me that this season's sort of in two halves. You've got the Yiddle story and then another story. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I don't see where Yiddle matches in with uh, Bill Burr pew-pewing with his blasters. Yeah, um, shoulder so, cannon, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe Yiddle's given back and then he... Uh, maybe he's given back in the next episode and he gets all his stuff and he gives all his stuff to the families in episode 4 maybe he spends that sort of reminiscing and that makes him at the end think oh, I've got to go and get this kid back because yeah maybe I'm a nice guy well we, we, as we've seen in the in the footage promotional footage at some point the Mando gets some brand spanking new armour he's shining in some of the Entertainment Weekly photos and obviously we see him now he's battered so maybe a Cantona of Beskar from The Client 
could be melted yeah, down to make his new armor. He's definitely going to get that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's probably so where it's gone. I think that's, that's going to happen. And again, hashtag where's Cara Dune? I really want to see Cara Dune. I, I think she looks great. I think she's going to be a great foil for the Mandalorian. Plus, we're going to get a proper kind of team up, and I can't wait to see them in action. So, uh, basically, yeah, chapter two. We Again, thumbs up from both of us. Solid 8.5 out of 10 for the two of us. We cannot wait for the next episode. It's only in a few days' time, guys. If you didn't like this episode... Or the Mandalorian in general, let us know because we're sitting there, you know, like fusing praise all over it with the negatives as well. But I mean, I haven't seen anyone who generally doesn't like the Mandalorian. I've seen people who said, Oh, not sure about this or that, but I haven't seen anyone who's actually openly disliked the Mandalorian. So if you don't like it, for whatever reason, let us know. We're always open to to uh, others' opinions, of course. And just a reminder that we've got our giveaway going on that Lukey Boy mentioned last week. Send us a selfie of yourself or just a picture of your surroundings where you listen to your favourite Star Wars podcast, that would be us, with the hashtag Cheeky Manners for the lads, hashtag Star Wars Sessions, tag us in it, and the winner, which we'll choose for next week, will win a Mandalorian pop vinyl, and one of those funky Star Wars Sessions mugs that everybody seems to love, and I haven't even got one yet. No, I haven't got one either. We'll get that sorted out then, yeah. See, <laughs> uh, see Blizzard does all the work for us, and he hasn't even got one. I've got a t-shirt on at the moment. Purely, oh, nice. purely coincidence. I was going to say, I've really add. rocked up to the party no, wearing a yeah, t-shirt purely, on an audio. Purely coincidence, but uh, yeah, I am wearing the t-shirt. If you want um, to see the t-shirt, go to our Instagram and you can actually see Isaac wearing the t-shirt on our Instagram. There you go, available very soon. Very, very soon, yes. Well, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions Extra. Uh, thank you very much, Isaac, for coming in, talking to Mandalorian. It's been a blast. I've got one more thing to say for the guys playing the drinking games. Go for it. Spicy. Yes, they're on the floor sort of now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> also, if anybody else out there wants to play more drinking games, send us the pictures because it is fantastic. <laughs> um, if the world wants to find you online, uh, Isaac, where can they? Um, I'm at underscore Pevy on Instagram uh, and at Isaac Pevy on Twitter. Uh, just give me a follow there and you'll see anything I do. Everything gets posted there. Um, but otherwise, keep listening to Star Wars Sessions because we've got some stuff planned, haven't we, mate? We've got some wonderful stuff planned, which I can't wait to dive into eventually. Isaac's also a wonderful graphic designer, Dovetail Design, dovetail.design. Check it out for your marketing needs. Um, if you want to find the show, you know where to find us, Instagram, on Twitter, at Star Wars Session, on Twitter, at Star Wars Sessions, on Instagram, uh, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know the drill by now. If you love the show, tell other Star Wars fans out there, let us know there's a show, let them know there's a show out there which just talks Star Wars. And do you know what? We have a bit of fun doing it because that's what it's all about. But It's about the fun. It's all about the fun and also wanting to get that baby Yoda. So until next time, from me, Isia, and from Isaac. Bye-bye. Caught him off guard. <laughs> <laughs>